0: Just lift your hands and worship Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. God, we just worship you. We praise you. We bless you. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. We magnify you, oh God, and we worship you. We thank you, Father, for your goodness, your mercy. We thank you for your unfailing love, for you are unfailing in your love. Father, we just pray that this evening that you have your way, that you move by your spirit, Do only what you can. Speak to each and every one of us. Let nobody leave this place the same. Let your glory fill this place. I pray, Father, in Jesus' name, that you open up our hearts to receive your word tonight. Open up our ears that we may hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Our minds that we may understand, our eyes that we may see. Let nobody leave this place without receiving the word of the Lord for their lives. And Father, we just thank you for it. We bless you. We give you all the praise, the glory. We give you honor. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, 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 amen. Now, come on, let's just give Jesus a praise. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. Glory to Jesus. I wanted to uh, share this word with you guys tonight. Um, God really, he really spoke this to me. And you're gonna have to give me some some leeway because I'm gonna need some time for this message. Not tonight, I won't keep you too late tonight, but I'm gonna probably be talking about this for several weeks because it's just too much for me to try to get it done in one night, there's no way. And I got a lot of notes, so we're just gonna kinda just dive right into it. But um, this is what I want, this is what I felt God was speaking to me. Um, I put here as leaders, it's extremely important for you to be able to recognize uh, the different spirits that often operate through people. And I put here, um, one, so you can see it in people and protect the ministry and yourself. And then second, so you can make sure that you don't allow that spirit to begin to operate through you and become a destructive force. Because uh, just because you saved and you love Jesus don't mean that, that, you know, spirits can't begin to operate through you if you give, if you give them a place. So you got to be careful with that. And I put here, you know, when we read the Bible, there are many characters that we can begin to glean from and learn from. But not all of them are good characters. We want to read about all of the good characters. We want to read about David and, you know, Samuel and Abraham and stuff like that. (laughs) But some of the biblical characters, they teach you how you should live life, while others teach you and teach us what not to do. That's really the bottom line. And learning what not to do is equally as important as learning what to do. And I put here, you know, as we begin to study these individuals, I don't want you to uh, concentrate as much on the person or even their gender, but I want you to focus on the underlying spirit that begins to work through that person. Not working? Okay, no problem. If you just focus on the person, the message will end with that person. But if you focus on the spirit that's operating through that person, you'll be able to recognize it when you see it in others, and then also. If it begins to manifest and operate through you. Amen. So um, bottom line is I told you to turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verses 4 through 11. Now these speak about the nine spiritual gifts that the Holy Spirit uh, uh, gives to people to empower them for ministry and for the work of the Lord. So it says there in verse 4 it says now there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. And there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the spirit is given to every man to profit with all. And then it begins to break down these spiritual gifts. It says, for to one is given by the spirit the word of wisdom. Now, the word of wisdom, it's. It's the profe- it operates primarily through the prophet, and it speaks of future events. So when the prophet speaks of prophesying something for the future, that is the word of wisdom that they're giving you. Now, there's a simple gift of prophecy, and then there's prophecy that has revelation in it. Now, this is speaking of that revelation gift of prophecy. When you speak about a future event that, that is to come, something that's going to happen. And then it says, to another, the word of knowledge. Now, the word of knowledge is different from the word of wisdom in that the word of knowledge speaks of current and past events. So if somebody gives you a word of knowledge, they are speaking to you about something that's going on in your life right now. They begin to read your mail about what's happening in your life now or something that happened in your past. But when they give you a word of wisdom, it's speaking of something that's going to happen in the future. All right. So it starts breaking down these gifts, the word of Wisdom, the word of knowledge, to another faith by the same spirit. Now, this is special faith. This is not because everybody has faith, right? If you, well, everybody can operate in faith. But this is special faith to believe God for a miracle. And then um, to another, the gifts of healing, healings, right, by the same spirit. And again, if you're a believer, you can lay hands on the sick and the sick. Will recover, right? You can, but th- this again is special. is a special miracle healing gift. You know, like some people operate and and, and have sp- the special gift of being able to heal people. That's their ministry, and that is something that that is imparted to them by the Holy Spirit. And uh, then to another, the working of miracles. And um, I will I don't want to try to get into all of these, but uh, the working of miracles. Then to another prophecy. Now, this prophetic gift. This is the. This is the voice that the prophetic gift flows out of. So the prophet has has to have the gift of prophecy, the gift of the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge. If they are a prophet, they have to have those three things in operation in their life. The gift of prophecy, which is the voice that that the prophecy comes through, and then the word of knowledge, which is speaking of present and past events, and the word of wisdom, which speaks of future events a prophet. Now, anybody, now God can use anybody to prophesy, but if you're going to be in the office of the prophet, you have to have these gifts flowing through you. Does that make sense? All right. Um, it's not what I wanted to get to. I want to kind of get through this. now what I wanted to get to really was this, the discerning of spirits. Now I'm going to talk about the discerning of spirits tonight. And then it goes on to say to another diverse kinds of Tongues. Now, there's a, now I'll get back to the discerning of spirits in a minute, but diverse kind of tongues or diverse types of tongues is not the, is not the unknown tongue that the Bible speaks about in 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 14. The unknown tongue, nobody understands it, but God alone. And anybody gets filled with the Holy Spirit, the evidence of being filled with the Holy Spirit is the evidence of it is speaking within other tongues. But this diverse kind of tongues is a different types of tongues than that, because that is different languages. So you remember when the apostles got filled with the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter two, they weren't speaking in the unknown tongue. They were speaking in diverse kinds of tongues, because when the people heard them, they said that we hear them speak in our language, the wonderful words of God. So they never learned this language before. But they began to speak in another known language. This was an unknown. So it's like if I got up here and I start talking in tongues and somebody that speaks French understood what I said. Because I'm speaking in French. I never learned French, but, I, but in the spirit, I speak in French and then these people understand me. Right? So that's, that's the diverse kind of tongues. Now, the unknown tongue, nobody understands but God alone. So you got to kind of, uh, you know, understand these ministry gifts. And then to another, the interpretation of tongues. Right. So if somebody starts talking in tongues, somebody may jump up and be able to interpret what that person said, because God can give you that spiritual gift to be able to interpret what somebody says in tongues. Right. And then um, and then it goes on to say, uh, but all these worketh that one and the self same spirit dividing to every man severally as he will. So in other words, the Holy Spirit begins to divide up these gifts and give them to individuals as he as he wills. So you just can't, you know, say, well, I'm going to be a prophet and I'm going to start prophesying and, you know, you can't do that. <laughs> Only the Holy Spirit can make you that and give you those spiritual gifts. Now, uh, you know, if I really was to get into this and I may one day, you know, now the, the pastor, right, flows in the, the the prophetic gift that the pastor flows in is the simple gift of prophecy, which is this Prophecy here, not the word of knowledge and not the word of wisdom, but the simple gift of prophecy, which is to encourage. You know, is to enlighten. You know, and to uh, to to build up. You know, that's the simple gift of prophecy. So, in other words, if I start ministering the word of God and you start saying, "Wow, that was," that seemed like he was speaking to me. Now, I'm not, I'm not reading your mail. I'm not pulling you to the side and say, "Thus saith the Lord." You know, blah blah blah. I'm not doing that. But I may minister the word of God, and you're like, "Wow, that that." Like, he's speaking to me. That's the simple gift of prophecy in operation. Does that make sense? And the, the, the pastor flows in that gift oftentimes. So, But I don't want to get into uh, all of that stuff. I want to talk about the discerning of spirits tonight. And um, I put this here. I just said, you know, in this day and time, what the church really needs, probably more than anything else, is, this, is spiritual discernment and the spiritual gift of the discerning of spirits, especially those that are in leadership. Now, discernment is the ability to be able to perceive, spiritually speaking, safety or danger, okay? It's the ability to look at a situation without having all the facts and knowing whether or not to proceed, okay? This particularly is dealing with situations where you have to make an important or critical decision, so things can look good, you know, they look right, everything looks right, but on the inside, something is telling you this ain't right. You don't have all the facts, but it's just like something on the inside. That, see, that's spiritual discernment. And what happens oftentimes is, is people, they override that. If it looks good and they want it, then they go for it, you know, and they will override the feeling that's on the inside. See, and God is really trying to minister to you and tell you, this is something not right here. You need to walk away from this or don't do this. See, but we need to have spiritual discernment because what happens is when you don't, when you don't, when you don't pay attention, when God is trying to speak to you on the inside, you wind up making a major mistake. So that is discernment when it comes to making critical decisions. But now this discerning of spirits is one of the nine spiritual gifts given to the believer by the Holy Spirit. And it is when a person can look into the spirit and see what type of spirit is operating through another person. Okay, now I had a great PowerPoint and stuff like that where this person had a mask on, you know, and then behind that mask. <laughs> I mean, it was devilish, man, the the, the, the mask was smiling. <laughs> but behind that mask, it was some demonic stuff, man. And see, you can't look at the smile. You know, you, you can't look at the pearly whites. You know, you have to look, you have to be able to see through that and past that. And that's having discernment. That's best, that's the discerning of spirits. And I put here. See, you don't know anything about the person. They haven't said or done anything wrong. They look like a good person. They're saying and doing all the right things. They appear to be sincere. But something on the inside is telling you that something's not right with them. It's not a good idea, again, to override this feeling. It may be God telling you about this individual. And at the very least, you should move with extreme caution before really dealing with this individual. Right. And I put here, don't ignore this feeling. God, is, God may be trying to warn you. All right? So, Having, you know, operating, you know, really praying for God to give you a discerning of spirits is important, especially in leadership. But for anybody in general, whether you're in church or not, being able to, to uh, determine what spirit is operating through a person is very important. Being able to look through, you know, all of the words and everything that you see and being, being able to look on the inside of the person. That will save you from a lot of heartache. Especially when it comes to relationships, whether that's, you know, uh, an intimate relationship or just, you know, a, a friendship. You know, getting getting tangled up with the wrong person, even in friendship, can be devastating. You know, they can take all your information and use it against you. You know, and that's why it's very important that you qualify people for access into your life. You don't just, you don't just open up your heart to everybody that that is that's nice to you. You know, before you before you let them in you prove them you know you make them prove themselves and there's nothing wrong with that you know and I'm not saying be nasty to them I'm just saying just don't spill your heart out to them that's why the bible says that above everything else you guard guard your heart so you have to protect you have to protect your heart because people you know people will break it So you have to guard it you know you don't let everybody in you and you let and you know even even the amazing thing is even even jesus had levels to relationships everybody wasn't intimate and close with him he had the multitudes you know they really just came to get healed and to be fed by him they had no intimacy with him he didn't even expound the word to him he began to speak to them in parables but then and he then he called 70 a little closer and he gave them power, you know, to cast out devils, to heal the sick, you know, and to preach the gospel. But see, that's why discerning his spirits is so important. These guys are, you know, working in ministry, they're healing the sick, casting out devils. But Jesus preach, preaches one strong message, and they all leave him. And the only people that remain are the, the 12. So, and the 12 were a little closer, right? He ate with them. He, he spent the night at locations with them. He expounded the word of God to them, you know, so they had a closer level of intimacy. And then he had three, you know, Peter, James, and John that he took out on special uh, mission, when he did special uh, miracles. He didn't take everybody with him. He took those three with him. But there was only one that got extra close to him and leaned on his breast, and that was John. I was the, the one that Jesus loved. That's what, he, that's what they called him. So, you know, um, there's, level, there's levels of intimacy that you have, but that's why, you know, I have very, I don't call a lot of people friends. You know, I have a lot of acquaintances, but very few people get the title of friend in my life. You know, everybody is not your friend. And you have to, you, again, you got to just learn to discern, look on the inside. All right, so let's just look at a few examples of this. Is this all right? You guys like this type of message? All right, you know, this is so important. You know, uh, you know, people don't have discernment. That's why their hearts are broken all the time. They, they get into relationships with people that just uh, mean them no good. And because they don't have discernment, they don't look past, you know, he looks nice and he's saying all the right things. They, they get their heart broken by somebody. So it's so important. So in Acts chapter 27, verses 7 through 15. Um, this is speaking of spiritual discernment when it comes to situations and making decisions right so acts 27 7 through 15 now this is the Apostle Paul he's right now he's on a he's on a boat on his way to uh, Jerusalem uh, to Rome to be tried by Caesar so he's a prisoner right now and he's on this boat with all of these other prisoners and um it goes on, it says that for a number of days, we made slow progress progress, and arrived with difficulty off Nidus. Then as the wind did not permit us to proceed, we went under the lee or shelter of Crete off Salmon. And coasting along it with difficulty, we arrived at a place called Fair Havens, near which is located the town of Lassia. But as the season was well advanced for much time had been lost and navigation was already dangerous for the time of the fast had already gone by, Paul warned and advised them saying, Sirs, I perceive after careful observation that this voyage will be attended with disaster and much heavy loss, not only of the cargo and of the ship, but of our lives also. So the apostle Paul, you know, he's on this ship and all of this stuff is going on. You know, he's observing everything that's happening. They get to this place with difficulty. You know, they move over here and it's, it's, it's hard again. You know, all it, he's observing every, everything that's happening and then he just stands up and says, you know what I perceive, you know, I, I, he discerned, he said, I perceive that this, this voyage is gonna be with, with much danger. And not only will we lose the ship, we may also lose our lives. If we continue to go on. But the Bible says that, however, the centurion paid greater attention to the pilot and to the owner of the ship than to what Paul said. They said, you know, who is this guy, man? You know, what does he know about sailing? But see, he was checking on the inside. You know what I'm saying? He was he has spiritual discernment and the people but the people listened to the owner of the ship and people that had, quote-unquote, experience in these matters. So they decided to take off. And the Bible says that, and as the harbor was not well situated and so unsuitable to winter in, the majority favored the plan of putting, the sea again, the, uh, putting the, uh, to sea again from there, hoping somehow to reach Phoenice, fin- a harbor of Crete facing southwest and northwest and to winter there. So when the south wind blew softly, see, that's it right there. When the south wind blew softly, supposing they were gaining their object, they weighed the anchor and sailed along Creek. See the everything looked good. South wind blew softly. They said, all right, we're good to go. The captain said it's good. The owner said it's good. South wind is blowing softly. Everything's great. Only person that's on the ship that's understanding what's happening is the apostle Paul. And he feels on the inside, he perceives through spiritual discernment, there's this, something ain't right here. We need to stop right here. But they pushed on. And it says, As soon, but soon afterwards, a violent wind of the character of a typhoon called the Northeaster came bursting down from the island. And when the ship was caught and was a- unable to head against the wind, we gave up. And letting her drift, we were born along. So when, that, when they got caught up in that storm, they had to stop. They couldn't even steer it anymore. They just let the ship go. And if you continue to read that story, eventually what happens is they lose the entire ship, all of the cargo of the ship. The only reason why their lives were saved is because the apostle Paul was on that ship. And the Bible says that he said, an angel of the Lord stood by me last night. And told me that we're going to make it. But the only thing that we're going to be able to spare is our lives. Everything else was lost. You know, the amazing thing is that if you begin to, if you begin to, uh, you know, not listen to the voice of God. And you begin to do your own thing. Oftentimes all you get out with it is your life. Making a wrong, one wrong decision could cause you to lose everything. One wrong business deal cause you to lose all your money. You know, just one wrong decision. Not listening to God when he begins to speak to you. And they lost the whole ship and all of the cargo and they had to throw everything overboard. And then they floated to, to the land on pieces of the boat that was tore up. And the only thing they made it with was their lives. But see, Paul was checking on the inside and they weren't. So you gotta learn how to, you know, discern, spiritual discernment. He said, Sirs, I perceive. See, I don't know, because I'm not a captain. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't do boastful of them. Paul's a tent maker. He <laughs> don't know nothing about no ships. But he, but I perceive. You know, I got a feeling on the inside. I perceive there's danger. And you better learn how to just check on the inside. So, you know, that that's speaking specifically of situations, especially when you're trying to make a decision. Check on the inside first. Never just make a decision, you know, just because somebody says it's a good idea. You know, they got more knowledge, right? Paul should have listened to them. Well, you know, you're a captain, so I guess you know. But... I don't care what anybody knows. If God says don't do it, don't do it. And so that's what dealing with situations. Now, here's an example when it comes to to people. Uh, Apostle Paul again. In Acts chapter 16, verses 16 through 18, it says, um, And it came to pass, as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us. Now, she was a fortune teller. She had that spirit on her. Which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying or by again by fortune telling. And it said, The same follow Paul and us and cry, saying, These men are the servants of the most high God, which show unto us the way of salvation. Now see, she's saying all the right things. She didn't say nothing wrong. She's saying all the right things. And it says, And this she did many days. But Paul being grieved, see, he was he was grieved in his spirit. She was saying the right stuff. But the spirit wasn't right. And Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it says, and he came out the same hour. And now I I just put here, see, notice here that this woman, again, she's saying all the right things. She said, These men are the servant of the most high God. He shows us the way of salvation. But Paul recognized that a demonic and deceitful spirit was operating through and behind her. And I put here again, we all need this gift to be able to see see again, saying all the right things. You know, seems like she's doing nothing wrong. And he put up with it a couple of, you know, for many days he put up with it. Every day she's crying out. And eventually he just, he gets grieved in his spirit. And he just knows this ain't the right spirit. You got to be careful about people that praise you. People are, you know, always talking good about you. You know, oftentimes, not all the time, but oftentimes, you know, a deceitful spirit may be behind it. And she is praising him every day, praising him, praising him. But she got this false spirit behind her. She got this demonic spirit operating through her. You got to be careful with people, man. You know, when people start praising me too much, man, I start, I start eyeballing them. You know, that's why somebody once said praise is like chewing gum. You know, you chew it a little bit, but then you spit it out. Because if you swallow it, it'll make you sick. Don't, 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 get, don't get caught up in a whole lot of praise. people praising you all the time. And he saw that. He, he recognized it. And I put here see oftentimes we fall for a person that speaks all the right words but have a demonic spirit operating behind them. They tell you that you're beautiful and they love you. But be careful cuz it could be a deceitful spirit. And I put here this is how so many people get their heart broke. They don't realize that they're in a relationship with a devil. <laughs> Why? Because they said all the right words. But you need to be able to discern through the spiritual gifts whether or not a person is true or false. Got to be able to check on the inside and look through all of that. Can you say amen? Now, let's talk about real quick. Now, I'm going to get into some stuff. I'm not going to be able to get into all of it tonight, but I want to lay a foundation tonight so that we can get into these spirits next week. But let's really quick, I want to show you the penalty for not having discernment. Now, in Genesis chapter 27, verses 1 through 4, it says there, now when Isaac was old and his eyes were dim so that he could not see. See, Isaac, when Isaac got old, he got, he he began to get blind. And he wasn't able to see, but he was relying on his senses instead of discernment. And it says, he called Esau's elder son and said to him, my son. And he answered, here I am he said see here now i am old i don't know when i'ma die so now i pray you take your weapons your arrows a quiver and your bow and go out into the open country and hunt game for me and prepare me appetizing meat such as i love and bring it to me that i may eat it preparatory to giving you my blessing as my firstborn before i die so he says i'm I'm, you know i want you to go find a deer for me cook it bring it to me and then i'm going to I'm going to put my blessing on you. Now, his wife, Rebecca, hears it. And she tells her son, or both of their son, you know, um, Jacob, you know, your, bro- your, your father's going to bless, you know, your brother. He says, now this is what I want you to do. I want you to take your brother's clothes and put them on. And I'm going to kill a, a, a calf and I'm going to put the hair on you so that you feel like him and you smell like him. And then I'm going to cook this meat for your father, you know. So they cooked this meat for his father. And then he goes in. And in in Genesis 27, 18 through 23, it says, so he went to his father and said, my father. And he said, here I am. And he says, "Uh, who are you, my son? And Jacob said to his father, I am Esau, your firstborn. (laughs) Lying thing. I'm Esau, your firstborn. I have done what you told me to do. Now sit. And eat of my game so that you may proceed to bless me. And Isaac said to his son, how is it that you have found the game so quickly, my son? And he said, because the Lord your God caused it to come to me. <laughs> Just lying, man. It says, but Isaac said to Jacob, come close to me, I beg of you, that I may feel you. See, the senses. Let me, let me feel you. See, no, no discernment. See, he's, he's operating in his, in his senses. He couldn't see him, so he said, let me feel you. And see, most people, they, they, they count on their feelings. Instead of discerning with their spiritual eyes, they're, they're looking with their natural eyes. Listening, smelling, touching, you know. They, they're relying on their physical senses to determine whether or not somebody is right. But your senses can fool you. Come here so I may feel you my son, and know whether or not you are my son Esau or not. So Jacob went near to Isaac and his father felt him and said, the voice is Jacob's, but the hands are the hands of Esau. (laughs) And the Bible says he could not identify him because his hands were hairy like his brother Esau's hands. (laughs) So he blessed him. (laughs) Crazy, man. And I put here, you know, see this is the This is the danger of losing your vision, spiritually speaking. Isaac relied on his physical senses instead of spiritual discernment to determine if Jacob was Esau. Because he didn't use spiritual discernment, he was deceived by his natural senses. And again, that's the problem with most people. They either live in the sense realm or in the emotional realm. They either want to feel everything or they want to... you know, with their physical senses or with their emotions. I just love him, you know. <laughs> they, don't, they don't check on the inside. They just got love, you know. I, you know I, I, it just, it's just so, so, so nice to me, you know. Yeah. So they either live in their sense realm or their emotional realm. And they use that to determine what they should do or who they should associate with. The problem with that is that your senses can deceive you as they did Isaac. Everything that glitters is in gold. And just because something or someone looks or sounds good doesn't mean that they are. You have to turn off your physical senses and your emotions or your feelings and look at the person or situation through the eyes of the spirit. If you do that, you'll see things and people for what they really are and who they really are. And you'll experience less disappointment and heartbreak if you do that. Don't rely on your senses. Your senses will fool you. Don't rely on your feelings. You got to see things through the eyes of the spirit. Now, let's look at real quick the spiritual discernment of Jesus. And then I'm going to close. Because next week I'm going to start talking about these different spirits. But let's look at the spiritual discernment of Jesus real quick. And Isaiah 11, chapters, uh, verses 1 through 3 And it says, and there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse. And a branch shall grow out of his roots. And this is, of course, speaking about Jesus. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding. The spirit of counsel and might. The spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And now this is the key. And he shall make him of quick understanding and the fear of the Lord. And he shall not judge after the sight of the eyes. Neither approve after the hearing of the ears. He's not going to he's not going to judge by what he sees or by what he hears because he's he's operating. Now, it breaks down these operations of the Holy Spirit. He's operating in the spirit. So he's not relying on what he sees or what he hears. He's operating through the spiritual discernment of the Lord. And in John 2, 23 to 25, it says, Now, when he was in Jerusalem at Passover, in the feast day, many believed in his name when they saw the miracles which he did. But Jesus did not commit himself unto them because he knew all men and needed not that any should testify of man, for he knew what was in man. See, he didn't have to have nobody tell him about somebody because he already knew what was on the inside. And that's why he says he didn't he didn't commit himself to the man to them because he knew him already. He knew exactly what was behind all of that because they are all praising him now. But then when he's about to get crucified, everybody is yelling crucify him. No, nobody's there at that time talking about he's our Lord. Nobody's saying that. Everybody shouting crucify him. But Jesus already knew that. And that's why he didn't. See, he wasn't judging by what he saw or by what he heard. See, they all, when they saw him do miracles, oh, it must be him. But he knew, he knew it was on the inside. He knew that they would quickly turn. And that's why he did not commit himself. He doesn't judge by the sight of the eyes or by the hearing of the ears. And we can't, we can't either. We have to be very careful. And again, I said, you know, you see, Jesus didn't rely on his eyes or his ears to make determinations about people. He used spiritual uh, perception. It is actually, again, the fruit of the spirit called discerning of spirits. Jesus was able to spiritually see through the physical uh, appearance of people and the words that they spoke. And he saw the heart of the individual and the spirit that was operating through them. I remember, again, that when 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 God is about to, you know, choose the next king of Israel. And he begins to reject all of Jesse's sons in favor of David. He says, I, you know, first brother comes up. He says, I rejected him. You know, he says, because God doesn't look at people like men do. Because men look at the outer appearance, but God looks at the heart. So he's using he's using discernment. He's looking through all of that. He can, he can see right through it. He's not looking at how tall somebody is and how handsome someone is and, you know, how nice they smile. He's not looking at that. He looks right through all that and he sees on the inside and he knows whether or not they're right. And that's why David was chosen above all of his brothers and above Saul, because God looked at his heart. He saw him for who he really was. He was rough on around the edges, but his heart was right. And see, God can deal with you if you got a right heart. You can be rough and stuff like that, but if your heart is right, God can work with you. Now, some people are good people, but they got a bad heart. You know, naturally good. Some people are just naturally good, but their heart is not right. If you begin to read about Saul and his beginning, he was doing all the right things, he was saying all the right stuff. But as he starts getting further into his kingship, you start seeing his heart be revealed. And he just was afraid of the people. And he wanted to do his own thing. So I'm going to stop there because I really, um, it's nine twelve. But next week I'm going to really, I'm going to start talking about different characters in the Bible and the spirits that was operating through them. And then how you can begin to recognize that when you see it in people. And then also if it begins to rise up in you, you'll be able to recognize it and push that thing down. Cancel that, that thing against you. But we'll, we'll, I'm going to pick up on this next week. But um, I believe it's so important, especially at, in this day and time, for us to be able to see what, what is operating through people. And then also for making decisions. You got to be able to discern when you're making decisions. When you're getting involved in business deals and stuff like that, you need to be able to tell whether or not this is a, this is a God thing. See, a good idea may not be a God idea. Everything could look right. Everything could, you know, everything could, yeah, I can make a lot of money, but is, but is it a God idea for you? And sometimes that's the most difficult thing to determine, especially when you're, when you're so emotionally involved in doing something. And that's why you got to step out of the emotions, step out of your feelings, and really check on the inside and make sure that this is God and not just me wanting to do something. Can you say Amen. All right, we're going to close right here. Just lift your hands to Jesus and we'll just close. But Father, in Jesus' name, we just thank you. Lord, we thank you for your word tonight. We thank you, Father, for ministering to us this very important word. We we need to learn how to discern when it comes to making decisions. We need spiritual discernment when it comes to dealing with people. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name that you will put the spiritual gift of the discerning of spirits on the people of God. That we may be able to look past the mask and see people for who they really are and what spirit is really operating through them. And Father, we just thank you in advance for for anointing us to be able to do that. And then to be able to make wise decisions, to check on the inside, to perceive when things are right or wrong for us. And count on spiritual perception more so on what we see and what we hear and what we feel. And Father, for we just thank you, we bless you, we give you all the praise, we give you glory, we give you honor. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Come on, let's just give Jesus a praise. Amen, 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 amen.